It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 444 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, January 4th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as usual, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as all 32 NFL teams. If you're the fan of a team uh, that is in the playoffs this weekend, find the corresponding Locked On show. You'll definitely find a crossover episode where they talk to the, the host of the opposing team as well ahead of the matchup this weekend. And if you're a fan of a team whose coach just got their ass fired, you could also listen to a show about that on the corresponding Locked On uh, whatever team focus, I guess to the Arizona Cardinals, I think they fired their coach. Listen to Locked On Cardinals and you'll get the lowdown and all that. Uh, so make sure you're finding a show on the network that you like. If you do find a show on the network that you like and want to support, please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places you get your podcasts. I know there's far more that I don't know. Uh, there's always people asking, hey, is it on uh, Podbean? Is it on Pod Friend? Is it on Pod Pool? Whatever. I don't know. If you use one of those, I'm sure the podcast is on there as well. If not, uh, I do, that's kind of out of my hands. But uh, please subscribe, rate, review on whatever platform you're using. It's very, very helpful and nice and good for the rankings and good for making us more visible and all that good stuff. All right. On today's show, we have a game to talk about. The Raptors lost last night to the San Antonio Spurs by a final score of 125-107. Uh, it was certainly a game. The Raptors were kind of out of it from the very beginning. They were down like 34-11 in the first quarter and uh, kind of just like coasted being down 20 for the rest of the game. A couple little instances where it looked like they might come back, but it never really came to anything. And DeMar DeRozan, Got the revenge game that I think some Raptors fans were kind of secretly hoping he was going to get. And uh, one Raptors fan was not at all secretly hoping he was going to get the revenge game. Uh, joining us today to talk about all of this uh, is the, our correspondent on feelings, our chief DeMar defender, Katie Heindel. What's going on? <laughs> That's a great intro. Um, I feel great. As you mentioned, I feel good. No surprises. <laughs> for me <laughs> uh, you were expecting DeMar to have a revenge game is what, is what you're saying yeah I love a revenge game come on yeah um, but like I think like let's be fair on top of that this this now ends my revenge game quota for the year okay so you're like you, you've officially moved on you've made your peace with everything now that DeMar has done no. this to the Raptors or <laughs> No, I mean, like, everyone who was deserving of a revenge game, Casey Nandarosen, has gotten oh. there. <laughs> but I feel like, um, you know, I feel like that, that that thirst in me has been quenched. Okay. Uh, but now it's like, you know, moving on. Fair enough. Part of me is expecting that we're never, ever going to see the Raptors beat either the Pistons or the DeMar Spurs ever again. And that's just, like, the price you have to pay for the trade to get Kawhi and, like, Kawhi's very good, and I'm okay with him being on the team. So, like, I think as long as Kawhi 
is, is on the team, I do think there might be this hex where even if they don't, like, lose all the time to those teams, like, maybe DeMar is just always going to punk the Raptors. Maybe Dwayne Casey will always have, like, his best sideline out-of-bounds out of plays against the Raptors, and I'm okay with that. That's the price you got to pay to get Kawhi on your team, and I, I'm, I'm very cool with that. Uh, what was your reaction as this whole game unfolded? Because, like... I don't know. It wasn't much for, like, analysis. They kind of just got their asses handed to them from the start. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, they're, they're just playing badly. Uh, there's the analysis you need. Uh, what was your sort of reaction as it was all unfolding? I mean, like, I feel like I was honestly sitting at it from the opposite side. So I didn't – I wasn't, like, for once in my life, I wasn't panicked. <laughs> I wasn't really getting mad watching the game. I was like, this is a, all unfolding as it should. Mm-hmm. Um, but then – you know, as it started to go up to, like, a 20-point lead uh, up towards the half, I was a little bit like, okay, like, you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to, like, hand it to them. They could win, but it would be better if it was, like, a tight win because then it would be a triumphant win for tomorrow. But this was, like, it, it didn't look great. Um, but I will say, like, uh, like, I'm not, I'm not that stressed out. I'm not yeah. that worried. Um, watching that game again, like I don't, I don't think I was sitting where most people were, um, and I was sort of gleefully, <laughs> like grinning the whole time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know if I have like the best, if I'm the best person to correspond with, like how the Raptors look. They didn't look great. Uh, no, they they did not. They looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also don't want to say like, oh, things will become magically like solved when uh, when Lowry and like JB come back because I don't know that that's a hundred percent true either. See, I think that's hundred and fifty percent true because I don't know. Mm. Aside from Danny Green being very bad, and I felt bad for Danny having that like probably his worst game as a Raptor in his return when he got the the great you know, wonderful response from the Spurs crowd just before Kawhi got his ass booed. Um, like, I... Th- that sucked. But aside from that, the two biggest issues I have with the game were Fred Van Vliet dribbling the ball 7,000 times on every possession and Serge Ibaka not being able to guard the Marcus Aldridge. And I just kind of think, like, when Jonas comes back, Serge is not going to be asked to play all those minutes against a guy like LaMarcus or, you know, Joel Embiid or whoever else has kind of punked him over the last couple weeks with Jonas out. And, like, there's just never going to be time where either Serge or Jonas is not playing against someone that they can succeed against because that's been sort of Nick Nurse's very nice hack this season is that, like, they only play in matchups that they're likely to win. And then with Fred Van Vliet, like, you put Kyle Lowry in for him and, like, Lowry kind of does Lowry things and doesn't hold the ball for 15 seconds every possession and is a good shooter and is, like, a much better attacker of the rim and a much better guy at setting dudes like Abaka up. And, like, I just kind of think Lowry's going to fix everything. Maybe that's a little optimistic, but, like, they were so good at the start of the year with Lowry playing the way he was. Even when he was kind of in a bit of a tailspin shooting-wise, he was still good and they were still winning. So, like, I don't know. I... I can't raise any real alarm bells just yet because I just think it is really just a matter of getting those guys back. But um, I don't know. What is concerning you that might not be solved by those guys? Um, it's not what might not be solved by them because I, like, I think I, like, I agree with you. When they step back in, um, some of the rotations that we've gotten into and they're used to will make more sense again. But what worries me is like not having a backup. Um, I mean, like, it's clear, like, I don't know, with Fred and his possessions, it, it, like, maybe he's not as comfortable as a, of a distributor as he should be at this yeah. point. 
Um, and that seemed a little bit like, okay, like, you know, if he's going to start, he has to be able to do that. So that's not great. I don't know what happened to the, like, ultra-confident Ibaka who was, like, 100% in the game <laughs> to, like, start the season. You know what I mean? Like, we even, like, we made a lot of jokes about that. And then he came in, like, strong and, like, proved us completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's, like, he's a bit, like, eh, okay. Like, he's not looking as confident as he was before. So, like, no, I'm not, like, oh, this team's falling apart. But there's, like, some, you know, some small things that I think uh, this this is like the opportunity to look at those things. Otherwise we wouldn't really be seeing them. Yes. So maybe it's better to see them now versus like, you know, like not all wood. Anybody, everybody stays healthy for the rest of the season. But if something like this does arise again, yeah. to be able to say like, okay, we kind of, we worked out these kinks, you know, halfway through the season. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. The Fred thing is weird. I just don't know if he's like cut out to, it just seems weird when you have both Siakam and Leonard out there. Like, to have Fred kind of run the offense. I know he's the point guard, but also he's a good shooter and can kind of hang out off the ball and be just fine. And, like, Siakam had seven assists last night, and it felt like he barely touched the ball. But he's a very good passer and playmaker. Ka- Kawhi had five assists, too. Like, five assists, too. It's like, I don't know. Like, just have those two run the possessions more often than not, and I think better things will happen. And, like, usually when Leonard got the ball last night, he was like, okay, I'm just going to go dunk it. And then he did. Um, and they didn't really see like, He only had 13 shots last night. That seems low and not ideal. Um, and Siakam only taking eight shots is also weird and not good. And, yeah, I think Fred kind of shares a lot of blame in that. And, like, Abaka, I think a lot of his issues are that, like, there's just not as much chemistry with Van Vliet as there is with Lowry. And I think Lowry's, like, been the biggest reason why Abaka's uh-huh. been good. But I am concerned if he's going to get worn down by just playing against large dudes all year uh, until Jonas gets back. Like, maybe he just can't be the same sort of, like, energetic bouncy dude he was at the start of the season in the latter half so we'll see what happens there he said the knee stuff too um but like i don't know i don't think it's all doom and gloom or anything like that i'm sure if they lose to the bucks and pacers this weekend or even one of those games people will lose their damn minds um but i'm not like i'm not at the point where i'm too concerned just yet uh because like they haven't been healthy and when they are healthy they they've been really really good uh also norm if we're talking like stuff that happened in last night's game, Norm looked really good, and it continues to look really good. How are you enjoying the the, the Norm Renaissance? I, I mean, is it a Renaissance yet? <laughs> I don't know. It's been pretty good. It's like fourteen points in the last two games. Like, I don't yeah, know. no, I like him showing up and actually like giving some semblance of you know a former Norm of the of the past or former Norm's glory. Yeah, um, but he looked good. I think I think the thing to, to remember too. It's like, regardless of the game that I, maybe we, wanted DeMar to have, <laughs> I wouldn't say, like, this, the ancient Spurs, like, they all had the game of their lives last night. Yeah. So, like, that's not, I think that's still a bit of an anomaly. I don't think that's something that they're going to have all the time. Good for them, but it was really, like, they all they all came out. Stars came out last night. Yeah, Aldridge going 10 of 14 seems low. It felt like he hit everything and took all of the shots. Uh, and then, like, Derek White, you know, somehow going off for 19 on 8 of 11 was a little bit bizarre, too. Um, obviously, DeMar. The bench was, like, not that particularly impressive or anything like that. But, yeah, the starters kicked the Raptors' asses. And, like, they didn't have to do much after they got that lead. Like, when you're up 24 in the first quarter, I know, like, basketball is weird and there's runs and stuff. But, like, that's as close as, as there is to, like, winning a game in the first quarter as you can get. Um, so they didn't really have to do all that much in the way of like 
I don't know, providing any sort of resistance to the Raptors trying to provide their own. It was just, I don't know, it was uh, one of the weirder game flows I can remember. Because it just, as soon as they were down that much, it was like, yeah, this this feels over. Um, yeah, it like yeah. ceased to flow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as soon as they became like down by that much, which felt like it was honestly at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. Also... Another thing I'm concerned about, you know, the offense has been like kind of butt, and again, I think that's kind of probably a byproduct of not having Kyle. But uh, OG man, he's freaking me out a little bit. He's he was only 18 minutes last night. He had no points on 0 of 3 shooting, and like he probably could have put up about 10 shots in this game. He had a ton of wide open threes that he just like didn't decide to shoot, and like would take a dribble or just like take one step and and, and pass it off. Are you concerned about OG at all? No, because I think this is something, one, he's kind of like, he's had a, like a pretty up and down year personally. Yeah, it's been, um, it's sucked. Yeah, yeah, and I think like we've seen him in these slumps before and he does always come out of them like pretty strong. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like a really self-aware player. So, no, if he was like, I don't know, if he like somehow transformed into this kind of like Clay Thompson style comments of being like, I miss my hand. Like, what's going on? I don't know. You tell me. No one can tell me. But he's just like, he's not like that. He's probably really aware that he's like not looking the greatest. So, no, I'm not, I'm not really that worried about him. Yeah, fair enough. I think, like, if anything, that might just be a reflection of like not playing with Kyle. Yeah. Also, like, he did so much in the playoffs last year for me to think that, like, like he got so much rope from me with what he did in the playoffs that I, it's going to take for a lot for me to think like he's broken or anything like that or that he's just not the same player he was last year because I don't know man he he was so impressive in the playoffs I'll 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 trust that as opposed to like this little slump here while you know he's going through some stuff personally this year. Um, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How did you feel? So this was, there was a thing that was kind of circulating around last night from certain corners of Raptors Internet, and like drawing parallels between this game and like former playoff Raptors games which seemed like a weird jump to make because A, it's January 4th or 3rd and they're also missing Kyle and Jonas and like I don't know if it was like the Raptors I don't know if the Raptors particularly looked shook they just looked bad they didn't look like they were scared to me I don't know Did, do you buy into this at all like oh the the Raptors that can't handle the pressure are still like a thing because I thought that was kind of a strange and uh, ambitious leap to make no, though I did have a Spurs fan in my mentions. Oh. It was like Raptors being back to, what did he say? He's like, should call them. No, I need to pull this up because it was <laughs> terrible. Uh, and I didn't respond to it. Please tell me but, it was Craptors. Um, it might be. <laughs> um, let's see. No, one, I'm not worried about them they're not choking this yeah. the game was like it wasn't a good game it was like a shitty game they didn't look great at all they looked tired i don't think they showed up i think like the, well we it was interesting you're talking about like the stats that they did put up which like aren't terrible but the whole thing is it's just like 
you know, you were talking about Siakam's game, and earlier today I was thinking, I was like, what? where was he? Like, yeah. no one really, like, had a presence in that game. Like, I can't remember what anyone did, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, that's kind of unusual for any Raptors game this year, it seems like, which is great. So, I mean, not that last night wasn't great. It's a great problem to be having that, like, we have, like, a plethora of things to remember. Yeah after every game except for this game so again i think it was just like a bit of a, a absentee game and i'm not worried about this being like a trend that they have to buck i found it okay toronto looking like the demar ronto chokers tonight the demar ronto chokers <laughs> demar ronto it... chokers tonight in playoff form already demar should be happy to be in san antonio the best basketball organization <laughs> in the league <laughs> <sighs> But the comment doesn't even what? make sense because DeMar it's making fun of Demar. <laughs> and yeah, you're also making fun of Demar <laughs> in your compliment. So you guys That's are looking like you guys are looking like the team that was dragged down by the player that I now profess to be fantastic. What the fuck, Spurs? Yeah. I'm very glad I avoided the wrath of Spurs fans <laughs> in the Menchies last night. I was, uh, because I know some people were getting it hard. Like, I think our friend Kelsey O'Brien was in, like, a couple spats with morons. Spurs fans are, I mean, Raptors fans can be their own brand of, like, intense on the internet. But, like, Spurs fans, like, it's like a cult almost. And, like, any sort of disparaging remark against the organization or pop or anyone who plays for them is uh, not well received. It's almost like they're, like, they're uh, just, like, Twitter searching Spurs related things to just get mad about because it's. It, I think so. I don't know how they but would find also us. Like, they've been. They were so. What was like killing me was how earnest they were and like <laughs> their dissing and like the traitor chants were crazy to me. Oh my god! Also, the sign that said "not a leader" and it literally looked like the guy wrote it in blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy who had the printout of the emoji, like the snake emoji, and then. <laughs> Kawhi's head, which you know he must have got as a cutout in better days when he was sitting at like one of the ends and they would wave those around to distract the opposing team. Yeah. But he put them together to obviously to tell his story. <laughs> there was a lot of talk about booing. There were like seven columns written about booing today that I saw. Oh, like, I don't know. That's were, a big boo quota. I miss yeah. those. So many boos. <laughs> uh, were you. In favor of the Spurs fans' decision to boo Kawhi as aggressively as they did? No. I feel like, you know, get your boos in early. I thought it was like, I, I get, I thought it was rude, but I get booing him immediately after Danny Green. That's what I thought was kind of rude yeah. um, when they introduced them. But then, like, finish that, you know? Like, you, you got it out. You had your, like, you know, you had your time to vent or whatever yeah. and then just like let the game go on i like the trader chance like i could deal with like i could deal with like the booze here and there and it didn't seem like they were uh that intense i did like the the, the mvp chance for tomorrow i thought like okay you Those support are sweet. Your, yeah. new, your new dude yeah um even if you're doing it totally in a weird revenge way <laughs> but like trader <laughs> it's just the craziest thing to chant and also like I, you know i saw a few people making this point like Maybe take a look uh, inwardly at uh, your team's medical staff. <laughs> yeah. And the reason this guy was, like, driven away, take a look at uh, our friend Isaiah Thomas's great tweets. 
<laughs> which I left last night because it's true. Like this guy got you a championship. Maybe he left in a way you didn't like. I think he left in a way he didn't like. Yeah, I don't think he was like foremost. thrilled about it. I think it was more of a protect myself from these crazy doctors type thing. More than anything. Yeah. yeah. So I think like whatever. Like maybe this is it. The, I, the thing is, I don't think that's it for San Antonio fans. I think they're gonna hold on to this like for the next however many wherever Kawhi ends up next and then after that then maybe they'll get over it like three teams from now yeah for sure uh, also like the I know the uh, the trader chants were extremely lame and like thirsty but the the trait the, the the chant that got me was when they were chanting overrated first of all he was oh, on yeah. the bench so I'm assuming it was directed towards Kawhi but like the overrated dude fucking won you of finals <laughs> like what like that's the thing. That's the whole thing about it is like I get booing him in the moment, and I thought it was a weird call by the Spurs game ops. And like, shouts to the Spurs game ops for perennially making the Raptors one look good, even though the Raptors ones are not particularly good either. But like, the Spurs are just a disaster. Um, I thought it was weird they did the tribute before the intros. Usually, you'd see that in like the first time out, and then so you get your boos out during the starting lineups and stuff like that, and you get your boos out in the first part of the game, and then you actually get time to actually like see the the tribute video in the timeout when everyone's seated, and then you can usually get a pretty nice moment out of that. I thought that was kind of a a misstep by the by the game ops crew there, um, but yeah, I, I get it, and like I I mean I can't throw stones. I was at the first game Tracy McGrady played here after he left and I booed the hell out of him as a seven year old kid and I, I loved every second out of it. It was great, but like I was seven. <laughs> um, and, and like and also Tracy McGrady had never won a title for the team, uh, or or a finals MVP or two defensive player of the years. And yeah, it feels like Spurs fans are very much overlooking the the internal stuff about like what the the Spurs might have had to do with all of this. Actually it was an interesting I was doing a radio show earlier this week and we had Jack Armstrong on and he was talking about how like San Antonio is like a one newspaper town, essentially. It's like the Express News and not much else, and it is the only thing they have. And the Spurs kind of have like a vice grip over the message that comes out in that paper and just like in general about the team in San Antonio. And I do think that probably has played into like, you know, Kawhi got some flack last night for like the whole thing about, oh, the media will drum up or whatever. Like maybe that's like a not the best way to direct your score in Kawhi, but like I do think the... The side of the Spurs and like the, what their role in all the whole thing that happened with Kawhi is has kind of been untalked about. I, I don't know. It's all very dumb. <laughs> and like the fact that it's we're still dumb. talking about it. it so. Yeah. Well, it's dumb, and I, I guess like what I'd be more interested in is what Pop said to him, like when he went over at the end of the game. Yeah. Shouts to Pop um, for shooing away the cameras like a hero. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, that's just his mo. Like anytime he's gonna do it, but. I mean, they did talk for a long time, and you could kind of see, uh, like, Kawhi, it was like, it went through stages, like, Kawhi pulled away, yeah. and he was, like, pulled back in, and then they were, like, far, and then they were close. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe he was, like, don't mind these crazy cowboys in the stands, but, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I don't know, like, I'd be more curious about, like, I don't, and I don't, it, I'm, it's obviously great that he did it, but I think... Uh, whatever happened mm-hmm. in San Antonio isn't going to go away um, from Kawhi's perspective anyway from yeah. just like an after game sort of chat but I do I do think that like a lot of the picture that was there is off now you know like this yeah. was a thing that 
it's kind of like he'd been waiting for it to happen all year. Uh, hence why I think like when they come here in a couple of weeks, like it's going to be a totally different game. Yeah, I feel you for there, there for sure. Although Demar might be on the revenge tour once again. I think he's probably just going to like look yeah. for Masai Ujiri to dunk on him somehow, like just over yeah. like standing by the the stanchion, just like <laughs> dunk it into the crowd over top of Masai. I don't know. <laughs> I can see that. Um, yeah. Also, I, I liked. I wonder, like, what the response. I mean, we're not going to see Kawhi play in San Antonio again for a year, um, and who knows what team he'll be with when that happens. But like, I wonder if like the cult of pop will take into account what he said after the game, where he said he was disappointed that they did that, um, because like, Spurs fans love themselves some pop, and he is their dad, and I wonder if that's going to. D- deter them from doing it in the future. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the like a coach having that much hold over a fan base <laughs> in that in the Spurs case. So yeah, it's, yeah. Because uh, now they've gathered his scorn. <laughs> yeah, you want to disappoint Dad again? Like, come yeah. on, yeah. So yeah, you've had your fun. Now be a nice boy. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I don't know. Any other stray thoughts about this game or DeMar or Jakob Pertl or Rudy Gay or any, I guess all the other former Raptors who were probably on the Spurs? No, but I just think that like as they were playing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Not with Jakob, but just being like, they should just call this like Raptor South. Yeah, Marco Bellinelli's <laughs> on them too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think like again, like it was, it was the revenge game I wanted save for a couple like very strange fan reactions yeah um, which are more funny than anything now yeah um but there was like a there were some moments and i think we're getting to this where uh it really like tore at my heart just like seeing Kawhi alone yeah um when he was on the bench i think after they sat him for the last time like when he was done with like four minutes left and there was a very long zoom in on his face um and he was just like sitting there by himself and he looked like i mean i'm sure he was just tired but yeah. he also just looked like super bummed out um and a bit lost and then <laughs> the terrible clip that's going around uh and a lot of jokes are good jokes are being made about it but it's like really tears me up in earnest every time i look at it but when kyle uh, and Damar are like riffing on the side and then Kawhi walks over right um in that moment where it's like this is the moment you include him in the conversation <laughs> and then they just both <laughs> kind of look at him and look away and then he just veers away alone again <laughs> he did hug Damar I think he did hug yeah. a brief a brief hug yeah. um which in pictures I've been looking at it makes it easier to pretend it was longer but it's <laughs> <quite> <laughs> uh... but it's nice that they did that yeah, I, uh, it's weird, because Kawhi I don't think is, like, outwardly looking for, like, a million friends or anything like that. He seems like he wants to keep to himself and his family, and that's totally his prerogative. That's cool, but I do wonder if, like, I worry about him a little bit. Like, this is why Serge Ibaka is so fundamental, I think. I think Serge 
and and Kawhi actually have like a nice little relationship going. And see, there was an Instagram picture I think posted yesterday of those two just like smiling and, and looking gleeful. And, a, and again, it's something you can you know pretend is lasting longer than the fleeting just like snapshot that whatever photographer was waiting ten hours to get. Uh, like you could pretend that's just how they were feeling the whole day at practice yesterday. Um, also, there was the guy in the game. I what, what game was it again? Uh, the Utah game was it where where Serge had his arm around Kawhi after an and one. Like I think Serge. Wait, wait, I told, we talked about the Norm Renaissance. The Serge Renaissance is like good teammate and like best friend of everyone on the team has been very real this season. Like I don't know if people actually liked Serge that much last season, but this year he seems just like a wonderful person to be around, and I think he seems to be kind of the gateway into sort of Kawhi's inner heart. And I think Norm, too, because they're San Diego friends. But I don't know. What's your uh, your opinion on Kawhi and having friends on the team? Uh, he needs a friend. Yeah. He needs a friend on the team. And I guess for a while I thought, like, maybe Lowry, like, certainly not in the capacity that he was friends with Damar and still is friends with Damar, but just, like, a day-to-day bud uh, to chat with. Like, it, it seems, like, apparent that I practice just from, like, pictures that you see. Um, he's getting along with everybody. Like, there's a lot of smiles. Like, he's comfortable. Yeah. But, like, who did he go hang out with after the game last night? Yeah. No one. You know? Probably no one. Um, and, like, to your point, I, I don't... I, yeah, like, his mom, I think, like, uh, Kawhi and uh, Norman Powell's moms are friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've read, and I think, like, that's cool, and obviously they know each other, but they can't be friends in, a, in that way. Just, like, everyone had a friend like that when you were, like, growing up or whatever, and it was, like, your parents <laughs> knew each other, and they're like, you guys should hang out, and you're like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we're from the same place, like, we know each other, but, like, I don't, I didn't choose this person. Um, so I don't think, like, they can be, it's nice that he's got some familiarity there, but I don't know if they can be, like, buds. Yeah. Uh, and Serge, I agree with you. I think Serge is, like, getting along with everybody in a brand new way that, he didn't last year like I think he's all in on this team in a, in a much different way and you can see it in his playing style and the way he's vibing with everybody um, but I need to know like what you've seen that I haven't that makes you believe that Serge and Kawhi are going to become very good buds I, I, I guess I haven't seen anything that no you one else has seen yeah it's just me sort of like <laughs> like I don't know extrapolating from pictures mostly um, also like Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I was doing the like when we were picking all the the each Raptors like food they would be good at. I yeah. had been uh, looking at the roster similarly, deciding who would be a good friend for Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Serge does seem a little bit too maybe like gregarious and and, and worldly for mm-hmm. Kawhi, perhaps. But I don't know. He just seems like anyone who's gonna cook you food. I feel like is pretty easy to become friends with. You know what I mean? Like that's just like someone you want to be pals with. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I'm ready for Kawhi to be on his cooking show. That's for damn sure. I'm. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the schedule, and there's a home game on Tuesday against the Hawks. Uh, so it's pretty much an off day uh, on Tuesday, and then they have two days <laughs> off, nine and ten, before another home game on the 11th. So there's two days at home in between games next week. I'm guessing we'll probably get a How Hungry Are You filmed in one of those two days. 
Lorenzo Brown, he's firing up the cameras. He's getting everything clean and ready. He's you know emptying the, the hard drive in the camera, so he's prepared. Um, I, I think maybe we'll see that. And, like, I don't know, give me Kawhi on that shit, man. I think that would go a long way. Kawhi appearing on that show would go a long way, I think, towards easing my concerns about his role, his fit within the team, and his sort of you know status within the social hierarchy of the team. And I, uh, yeah, it just, I, I think it would prove my theory that him and Ibaka are pals too. <laughs> <laughs> but I want that to happen for you. Yeah. It's a weird <laughs> team, right? Cause like, it's, there's, there's sort of like groups of, so like Kyle and CJ are like the old dads who I think just hang out with their families most of the time. Uh, you've got the young guys like the lawn norm, Fred, although he has, he also has kids. So you can maybe put him in either one of those categories. Um, honestly, Danny Green feels like the most likely single dude. I know Kawhi has a kid as well. I'm not sure if his daughter is in Toronto with him though. Um, but like, like Danny Green seems like he's like doing the single podcast thing. Like he's just kind of living life and enjoying it. I wonder if like maybe they can kind of reconnect a little bit now that they're in a new place. They, I don't. Th- I've never gotten the impression that they don't like, like each other or anything like that. Um, but no, I wonder. I think they're like colleagues you know what I mean they're like your close colleague that you've got at your job but I think uh, I was thinking about this as well and I thought well Danny's got a snakes (laughs) like I feel like someone (laughs) who is that close with like your weird pets that you're into and like yeah as you as you mentioned like he's podcasting he's like doing a lot of stuff like he's weird he's busy and he's like Kawhi Kawhi's the kind of friend I think where you'd hang out with him and then you'd be like, this guy just, like, doesn't seem into it, and it wouldn't be, like, that much fun of a hang. Yeah. And then you'd be like, this guy hates me. You'd be oscillating between all these feelings, and then you'd hear from him, like, three days after, and he'd be like, that was fun. Yeah, you know? that was a great time, yeah. The social <laughs> cues are not easy to pick up on with Kawhi. Yeah, um, and I think that makes it difficult, like, for him to fall in with guys, especially because, like, a lot of these dudes, you know, they play together for so long now. Yeah. I think people, like like you know cj and greg monroe even like and danny have like come and like sort of fallen into a social like niche on the team that seems like a bit more clear where they fit Kawhi doesn't i think he's got this like outsider thing just because of like you know all the like i don't want to call it controversy but all the like talk that surrounded him and like he's this like he came in to toronto in this like huge like asteroid force way uh he just like seems like a shy, quiet guy, and like that doesn't really blend well to like, you know, being gregarious and like getting into the team and figuring out where you fit. Like he seems like he's waiting, and I don't know who's gonna like step forward. Yeah, I do wonder if maybe Monroe is the guy. Yeah, because he's kind of like best. he's one of those guys <laughs> that doesn't really fall into any one of those cliques. Like he's not in one of the young guys. He's not in, like the old dads club. Um, like he just likes his water. I, I, I bet Kawhi likes water. Maybe they could, uh, you know, bond, bond over the brand of water they enjoy the most. Um, I think what we're going to be able to tell is when the shoes come out mm. and who else on the team is wearing them. That's a good call. Did you like the shoe uh, designs that leaked, by the way? The maybe shoe? Um, yeah. it, no. Like, <laughs> I like the, the all red one, and then I was looking at them, and it's really hard to tell what kind of fabric they're going to be right. and the textures on them. So I'm hoping that if they look like that in, in real life, they look a lot cooler. Right. I, I kind of um, didn't hate them. I don't know. Like, they're better than LeBron's shoes. Yeah. Like, LeBron's I mean, shoes I just really shit. wanted them to be like a New Balance shoe. I wanted them to be like 
beige. Yeah, I all beige. I was fully on board with having like a white to green gradient to resemble grass stains from cutting the lawn. <laughs> Because um, my dad has four pairs of those exact shoes, and I was, you know, that's that's the market you should be trying for, Kawhi. But uh, I guess not. He went a little bit more sleek and colorful. I don't think they're that bad. I think they're kind of all right. They're um, not bad. Yeah. They're definitely worse, and we gotta see. We gotta see them for real. Yeah. Um, I think that's gonna do it. We've we've gone on a long time here, uh, Katie. <laughs> thank you so much for joining the show. This was fantastic. Great to have you on again. How was Mexico, by the way? Mexico was great. That's awesome. Uh, it was a beautiful, very chill trip, uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. That sounds great. Uh, this was a very chill podcast, and I also enjoyed it a lot. Katie, where can people find your work? Oh, bud. I didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'm in a bit of a lull right now, like a self-imposed kind of lull um, for like writing, but you can, you can please sign up for my newsletter, Basketball Feelings. Um, that's a regular thing and that will come to you so you don't even need to go look for it it's great uh, make sure you sign up for that also uh, you were on Take It or Break it's Sports Person of the Year podcast as an yeah, annex sent, of the I sent in my written re- review <laughs> <laughs> because I was way up north when uh, right. Corbin asked me to do that right okay well, and I stand uh, by what I said so Listen for that. That's in my feed. I got to listen to the three minutes of podcasts that are there. The dramatic reading. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I'll I'll report back on uh, how well Corbin read your uh, read your prose as well. Um, we got to do another dramatic reading podcast at some point. I think we got to figure that out. We yeah. could probably plan that off air. We can wrap this thing up. Um, we could, or we could just keep talking about the people. <laughs> give the people what they want. Riffing. Oh man! Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Follow <laughs> the show at Locked On Raptors. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. I'll probably have a podcast sometime on Saturday because the Raptors play a game against the Bucks, and people get real jacked up for those and derive lots of meaning from them. So that'll be uh, sometime. Maybe I'll do like a post game podcast. If not Saturday, then Sunday morning. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back again. We're back in the daily grind here. So we'll be back again next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.